I'm Jordan Rayner, and this is The Word Before Work. Today we're reading from Matthew 12, 1 through 8. Here's what it says. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, that's Jesus, they said, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. And Jesus answered, Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. Or haven't you read in the law that the priests on Sabbath duty in the temple desecrate the Sabbath and yet are innocent? I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath." In the first devotional in this Restless series, we established that the solution to our restlessness can be found in Sabbath-like rest from the sources of our restlessness. In the next devotional, we will look at how practically we as Christians can do that, can Sabbath in the 21st century. But first, we must look at what Sabbath is not for today's Christian. And the best place to start is in the origins of Sabbath itself. When God handed down the Ten Commandments to Moses at Mount Sinai, he commanded that Moses and the Israelites rest on the seventh day of each week. This was meant to be a sign of God's covenant with his people. And of course, Sabbath was modeled after God's own day of rest from the work of creation on the first seventh day. See Genesis chapter 2. In the Old Testament, the Sabbath was observed with strict rules and regulations. I'll give you just one example. The Israelites were prohibited from lighting fires, from gathering food, from selling goods in the marketplace. And the punishment for intentionally violating the Sabbath was nothing short of death in many instances. Over time, the Israelites took the Sabbath to its most legalistic extremes, to the point which, by the time Jesus came to earth, they even viewed healing on the Sabbath as a sin. When the Pharisees saw Jesus was healing and picking grains in a field on the Sabbath in in the 12th chapter of Matthew, they confronted him, calling out his seeming unlawfulness. And Jesus responded by proclaiming that the Son of Man was Lord of the Sabbath, signaling that a new covenant was here in the person of Christ. In Mark's account of the same events, Jesus is recorded as saying that, quote, Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. In other words, Jesus is saying that through him, the Sabbath is no longer a command of the law. Instead, 
It is a gracious gift for the restless. What did Jesus mean? That Sabbath is now for man? How practically can you and I take advantage of that gift? And how can we rest regularly today without making our rest legalistic and life-sucking? Those are the questions we will seek to answer in the next devotional. Today's devotional only scratches the surface of how God's Word connects to our work. If you want to go deeper, sign up for my free 20-day devotional called The Word Before Work Foundations at TWBWFoundations.com. These email devotionals are designed to help you gain a rich understanding of the biblical narrative of work, how exactly your work matters for eternity, and what those truths mean for how we ought to work today. You can sign up right now again for free at TWBWFoundations.com.